Welcome to the You Got This podcast, featuring authors Donnie and Sandy. We invite you to settle in, open your hearts and minds, and be inspired to trust and present hope in the Lord. When you allow Him to lead the way, you got this. Hey guys, welcome back here to another awesome episode of You Got This with Sandy and Donnie from Your New Life Ministry. And we want to thank you so much for the overwhelming support that we have been receiving since we begun all this since we started spreading God's word to the masses and we just can't thank you guys enough of all your amazing support and from here on out continuing on and we encourage you all to just spread the word of God just like we do in any way shape or form that you can do it uh, continuing on here this is season 3 episode 21 rise up for more of the Holy Spirit and we're going to play a song in the broadcast called show me your glory by third day and it's Bullet points we're going to talk about is, number one, the desire and truth of the Holy Spirit. Two, the path in which you're on. And three, the gift, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I don't know why you got that written up. But anyway, we're going to elaborate on that with uh, this quick verse here from Isaiah 61, 7. Instead of your shame, you, you will receive a double portion. And instead of disgrace, you will rejoice in the inheritance. And so you will inherit double portions in your land, and everlasting joy will be yours. All that from the Holy Spirit and Lord. Yes, welcome everyone. Yes, we're so glad that you're here, and we love bringing you these words. And as we learn, and as the Lord, you know, teaches us and teaches me, we'd love to bring you the words and the lessons that he teaches us. And I'm going to read you a verse out of 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 9 through 14. It is really a long verse, but it gets the point of the double portion. And that's what it's meant. And I'll go into that in just a little bit. Second Kings chapter 2, you want to follow along. After they crossed over, Elijah said to Elijah, Tell me, what can I do for you before I am taken away from you? Please let me inherit a double, uh, please let me inherit a double portion of your spirit, Elijah replied. You have requested a difficult thing, said Elijah. Nevertheless, if you see me as I am taken from you, it will be yours. But if not, then it will not be so. As they were walking along and talking together, suddenly a chariot of fire with horses of fire um, appeared and separated the two, two of them. Elijah went up into heaven in a whirlwind. And as Elijah watched, he cried out, My father, my father, the chariots and horsemen of Israel. And as he saw Elijah no more, so taken hold of his own clothes, he tore them in two. Elijah also picked up the cloak that had fallen from Elijah, and he went back and stood on the bank of the Jordan. Then he took the cloak of Elijah that had fallen from him and struck the waters. Where now is the Lord, the God of Elijah, he asked. And when he had struck the waters, they parted to the right and to the left, and Elijah crossed over. Oh, there's so much in there. See, first of all, the double portion. When we're first, when we first receive the Lord, we're infilled with Him. But God wants us to have much more, hence the double portion. And that's when it's saying in Acts 1 8, it says the Holy Spirit will come upon you. 
That means you're just engulfed in the Holy Spirit. And it's like taking a cup of water when you're filled in the cup is your heart and that whole in it's inside of it. But when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, that's totally dunked. And in this world where there's so much mess in the world, don't you need and don't you want more of the Holy Spirit as much as you can get? That's a very good question. We, we have a choice to make in this world, whether we want to accept God's gifts or do we want to accept the worldly gifts? I don't know about you, but this um, right now I'm in this world, but we don't want to be remaining in this world. We, once we once our time is up in this world, we want to go to heaven where we can meet God who has been trying to work with us all this time. We want to accept his gifts, not the gifts of Satan where you got idolatry and other worldly things that's tearing our world to hell and back. We live in a fallen world. We need to remember that, which is why we have so much decay going on in this world. We live in a fallen world. This isn't our final resting place, nor should we want it to be our final resting place. So the answer to that question is, I want more of God, not more, not more Satan. And being baptized in the Holy Spirit is nothing to be afraid of because he's gentle and humble in heart. So it's coming from the one who died for you. You think he's going to do anything that's going to hurt you? And it's being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Not unless you want to. It's not going to make you a preacher. It's going to give you more of what you need, more of him and more of his power to make it through these gifts. And yes, the last bullet point is the gift. The gift is the Holy Spirit. But then there's gifts from the Holy Spirit. And that they're bestowed on you according to the purpose and plans that God has for you. Because it says in Ephesians 2.10, we are created in Christ to do good works, right? So we're created for the glory of God. And no, you don't have to be a preacher to do that. But you may have, he may bestow on you the gift of discernment. He may bestow on you the gift of faith when somebody on your job just really needs prayer and you just have the faith that, hey, you know, I know this person is going to get healed or God's going to speak a word to them. And you go and pray and you just know. And then that really does happen. You're the vessel. You didn't do it, but you are the vessel God used to do it. We are the hands that beat the voice in the heart of Jesus Christ. And are we being those hands? So the desire, the desire and the truth of the Holy Spirit. The first bullet point, knowing the truth of the Holy Spirit is the first step. You must know what you're missing before your desire to receive it. The verse of 2 Kings chapter 2 is just one of the verses that relate to the Holy Spirit. There is a double portion of the same Holy Spirit. And why would you not want to get more of the Holy Spirit as much as you need? This is a fallen world. Evil is so prevalent and we need as much of him as we can get. I don't know about you, but I need more of it. And if we see him, you know, he said, Elijah said, if you see me. So how do we relate that to the Jesus, to Jesus Christ? Do we see him? Are we looking for him? Are we looking unto him? And it says that in Hebrews, look unto him, the author and perfecter of our faith. That means, do you see him as he is, your Lord and Savior? And do you believe in him? And Galatians 4, 6, and 7, it tells us about the Holy Spirit being deposited in our heart. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I'm going to read a quick verse here and that elaborates on this a little bit. Because you are sons, God sent the, uh, God sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts. The Spirit who calls out, Abba, Father, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And since you are a son, God has made you also an heir. Galatians 4, 6 and 7. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. When they arrived, they prayed for them that they may receive Holy, the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit has not yet come upon any of them. They simply been... Baptized in the Lord in the name of the Lord Jesus. Acts fourteen sixteen. Two, the baptism is a double portion. Acts eight. I, I thought I said that. I'm sorry. Acts fourteen eight fourteen through sixteen. I'm sorry. So that means when you're first baptized, when you know when you first receive the Lord and you're baptized. Um, that's talking about the water baptism and that's baptized means it's an outward showing of an inter inward decisions and it, you also not supposed to be ashamed to testify about the Lord Jesus Christ it says that I believe in second Timothy that that's just showing hey it's a good thing if someone just gave you a million dollars you'd be shouting it to the world well, why not shout out our faith and our salvation? We have an eternal home in heaven and promise that. And then we're promised the Lord to help us all through our life until we get there. That is something to shout about because we're not made perfect. We're not perfect just because we're a Christian. We just know we have someone to rely on. And just like when we go to our own fathers, and in that one verse of Galatians that Donnie read, is Abba Father. Abba means Daddy. He is your Daddy God. Number two, the baptism is the double portion in Second Kings that it was talking about. It's like, and like I said, it's like having a glass of water that your heart's filled with the Holy Spirit, and being baptized is totally bumping that glass of the water. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, Acts 1.8. And in Luke 3.16, it says, He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And here's another verse in 1 Samuel 10.6. 1 Samuel 10.6, The Spirit of the Lord will come upon you in power, and you will prophesy with them, and you will be changed into, into a different person. And Acts 2, uh, two verses 2 through 4 says, Suddenly, like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house. They were sitting, they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came rest upon them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. And Acts 1, 4 through 5 says, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift. My father promised which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And in Acts eleven sixteen it says, John again, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So there is two different baptisms. One is just the outward showing of an inward decision, and the other one is the Holy Spirit. In which he comes on you and 
you will speak in tongues as you're praying and praising the Lord and you're just standing there. You know, you, you don't have to have a pastor lay hands on you. You can do this in, the, in your own home. And Lord, just crying out to him, more of him, put praise music on and just worship him and get out of your flesh. So sometimes it takes a little bit to get into the spirit of worship, right? Because all kinds of things just go through your head. But once you start concentrating on him and just worshiping him and don't let the devil fool you. The devil is a liar and it says in the book of John, he is the father of lies. And so he doesn't want you to have that prayer language. So don't believe him when he say it's not you. It's it, it's you. It's not the Holy Spirit. You're just speaking gibberish. Okay, yeah, all that went through my mind until I finally found out the truth. And don't believe that. He may not have given you the spirit of interpretation along with it, but that's okay. That's okay. The devil can't understand your prayer language. So that's just so awesome when you pray in tongues to the Lord. The devil can't understand it. That's why he don't want you to do it. But it edifies you, okay? When you're alone and you know that, hey, the Holy Spirit's in you and he's speaking directly to God. And sometimes when I'm just so distraught over praying over a loved one, it's something I'm praying for. And I'll just... I'll just be start praying and praising him out loud. And all of a sudden, those tongues, it'll, it'll, that prayer language will start flowing. You see, because there's sometimes when you don't know what to pray. The Holy Spirit, Romans, in Romans chapter 8, says that he'll speak with groans and utterances. Let him do that, because that's speaking directly to God. And the devil can't interrupt it. The devil can't change your mind. And then prophesying. Okay, there is a gift of prophecy which you can prophesy. That's prophesying into the speak into the future of something that you that God's given you a word about. And it says in in, in John, um, he says he takes in John 16, I believe, it says he takes from what is God's and makes it known to us. So you and then you prophesy, you speak out that word that God's given you. That's prophesying to the future. But you can also prophesy over yourself. And that's simply speaking out those positive things in the word. I am going to get this. I am going to be victorious. I am going to get through this trial. I am going to get that job. Those are planting seeds. And then God is going to help inspire you, inspire you to do what you need to get to that path where those, that prayer and that seed is fulfilled and grows to fruition. Don't believe the lies of the enemy. And it's nothing to be afraid of. It's not going to change you into this oh, holier than thou, you know, preacher, not unless you want to be that. But it, you're going to be yourself even better. You're just going to have more of the Holy Spirit to rely on. It's like going out into a battle when you don't have the right weaponry to fight with. This is what it means to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. It's getting all the weapons you have to fight the enemy, the devil, on a daily basis. And that brings us to our second point. The path. the path is receiving and then filling, and the baptism is about faith and surrender. It is about letting go of self to fill up with the Holy Spirit. If you are so full of your own self, well, how, can, how will you have any room for the Holy Spirit? Picture a cup. It represents your heart. And it is filled with rocks that represent all your negative emotions, all the hurt from the past, 
all the regrets, and all the I am going to do it my ways. That never worked out, but only caused more trouble, and you will have to let go of the fear. The Holy Spirit is gentle and known as a comforter. There is no need to be afraid and fear because a barrier because fear will cause a barrier because it is not from God. Ask for help regarding your fears. Receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit is just a matter of yielding, not age. It is full of you. Is there any room left for the Holy Spirit? No, you need to start emptying and letting go. How do I do that? Number one, asking for God's help. Two, ask him to open your eyes to things you need to surrender to the people you need to go forgive. And that includes yourself and guilt, shame, regret you need to let go of. Three, repent as needed because you're going to repent more than you. And number four, then step by step allow God to help you surrender and forgive and receive forgiveness one thing at a time. If you, if you try to do all this at once, it may overwhelm you. This is because some of you, for some of you, the baggage runs deep. Yes, and it's like having a garden with it's weeds in it that you don't prune. What's going to happen to that garden? They're gonna, it's gonna, those weeds are going to overtake the garden really quickly. And that's what happens when we have so much negative stuff in our, in our heart, like the... Um, analogy that Donnie just spoke of the cup with all the rocks of negative stuff and they just weigh you down but the more you allow God to help you get rid of those things the more you have room for the fruit of the spirit the love the joy the peace the patience the kindness goodness and self-control the more room you have for those seeds to grow and take root and start sprouting and in that what we want Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, Acts 2.38. That's talking about the gift in, in the infilling, salvation. Uh, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the, name of the, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. That's Acts chapter 3, verses 38-39. So you cannot have blocks in the way of truth of the Holy Spirit in receiving the gifts. And the more you allow him to pull those weeds out of the garden of your heart, the more room you're going to have. It says in Matthew 15-13, every plant not planted by the Father will be pulled up by its roots. And Receiving the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, is something you just want. It comes on people in different ways. Me, I was worshiping in my alone time, in my devotion time, and it hit me like a bolt of love. And everybody that saw me in that next week, they, they saw it on me, and they asked, what happened to you? It was that visible. And some people... Pastor lays hands on them, and they are out. So you can go to your pastor to help you receive. But you can do it on your own as well. And it's so awesome. It's just more of him. Who would not want that? Probably asked this question before. Who would not want it? 
But there's so many people out there that are denying God's existence. And there's plenty of evidence around to prove of his existence. But most people say, oh, that's just natural causes. Trust me, in this world, there's no such thing as natural causes. So continuing on here, we have, uh, did you read the verse, honey? Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're on topic number three, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Once you know more and more and are ready to receive it, just ask. Luke 11, 9 through 13 says, so I, say unto you, so I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will open to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will, you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for fish, Will he give a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give you the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Some Tongues are a sign of receiving. So if you're ready, it is nothing to be afraid of. It is something you will want. You can ask your pastor to pray over you, which my lovely wife Jess was talking about, but it's not needed. Just go alone, put on some praise music, and pray until your flesh leaves. That's what she was just talking about. That's right. And sometimes I have to, when even in my just regular devotion time, and when I'm wanting to hear the Lord, sometimes you still have to be silent. Conversation is two-way. And the Lord wants to talk to you, but you have to listen. And he'll speak to your heart, or you'll just be inspired to turn to a certain book in the, in the Bible, and it'll there's words that will just jump off the page, and it has and it has to do with something you're going through that you were just praying about, and he wants to talk to you. Sometimes it'll be through events for other people, but God wants to talk to you in your devotion time if you sit and just be still. Psalm forty six ten, be still and know that I am God. He wants to speak to you and he wants you to have this gift or he wouldn't or he wouldn't have offered it. And so when it's talking about when the flesh leaves, that means you just get lost in his presence and you're not thinking about, oh, I got to do this and I got to do that. And, oh, you know, I got to go here. No, it just leaves. And all those thoughts of things that you need to do or say, or even things you need to ask God for, they just kind of leave. And you get lost in his presence. And that is so awesome. So worship the Lord. And until you are just lost in him, and your your worries and tasks of the day are just not there, um, open your mouth and start praising him. And then... In his time, he will baptize you in the Holy Spirit. And don't let there be any fear there. Let go of all that because he is gentle and humble in heart, the word says. And as you're praying, don't be scared. Words will start forming. Let it go. Let the Holy Spirit have your mouth. Now, even sometimes when there'll be times when I'm just praising him and all of a sudden I'll just start singing in tongues. I don't know what I was singing, but I know it's something from the Holy Spirit within me to the Lord. And trust that. That just lets you know that you are a child of God and that closeness that you have with him. 
and it's something special. It means that you have a special relationship with him, and God wants that for all of us. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and words will begin to form. You may not understand it, but it is your prayer language that you're speaking. So do not let the enemy deceive you into thinking that you're not speaking in tongues. That is a lie from the enemy, and he doesn't want you to. He can't understand it. So he doesn't want you to speak it. Don't fall for it. You may not understand it, but it is the Lord who's given you this gift. And he may give you the gift of interpretation, or he may not, but that's okay. Just keep speaking it. And here's another verse that talks about that. Yeah, it's Matthew 16, 15 through 18. It says, Go into the world and preach the good news to all the creation. Whoever believes and, and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out the demons. They will speak in tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink, and when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them in any way. They will place their hands on sick people, and they will get well. We're going to take a quick break here. Play a song called "Show Me Your Glory" by Third Day. Be right back right after this. Caught a glimpse of your splendor in the corner of my eye. The most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And it was like a flash of lightning reflected off the sky. And I know I'll never be the same.
welcome back, guys. We hope you enjoyed that song by Show Me Your Glory by Third Day. We're going to continue on with this conversation of the Holy Spirit and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. First Chronicles 10.31 states, So whether you eat, drink, or whatever you do, it would all for the glory of God. And that's... Corinthians, I'm sorry. First Corinthians, I'm sorry. You will also receive gifts from the Holy Spirit, and it is for you... Your special purpose in Christ to be used for the glory of God. We had different gifts according to the grace given us, Romans twelve six. No matter what the gifts are, whatever no matter what gifts that bless, we are blessed with God works in all of them, and the ones he gives you, you are special and unique to you. There are different kinds of workings, but the same God works with all them and all men. First Corinthians twelve six. Yes, so the gifts given to you upon being baptized by the Holy Spirit are for the good of all people, they're, whether they're believers or unbelievers. And yes, you have gifts and you have fruit of the Holy Spirit upon the infilling when you first believe. But there is even more and more defined when you are baptized in the Holy Spirit. And we're going to get into that. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. 1 Corinthians 12, 7. And in Joel 2, 28 and 29, it says, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. Even on my servant, both men and women, I will pour out my Spirit in those, in those days. And, you know, when it says, I think it's in chapter 11 of Numbers, it says when a prophet is among you, okay, uh, he will um, get dreams and visions. God will give him dreams and he will give him visions. And if God gives you a dream, when you wake up, you will just know it. That this is from the Lord. And it's not always literal. Some uh, Most of the time when the Lord gives me a dream, it is symbolic. But then he will also give you the knowing of what it means. And it's such a blessing. And it's not always has to do with you and your life and your family. Um, you know, for me, most of the time it is, is for those people that I know, friends, family. But it's not always that way. I And it'll be special that, to you that God wants to use you in a special way. And that's just awesome. The gifts of the Spirit, here we're going to break down into the gifts of the Spirit, the fun part, are broken down into three basic groups. They are, number one, the domotic groups. This is equipping the church or ministries. And this is found in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 13. This is known as the fivefold ministry. This is for the gifts of office, pastor, apostle, teacher, evangelist and prophets. And then Donnie is going to read the second set, the charismatic. The charismatic gifts mean stewards, gifts, or ability gifts found in Romans 12, 3 and 9. One, giving. Two, serving. Three, hospitality. Four, administration. Five, encouragement. Six, leadership. Seven, gifts of, of helping others. Eight, gift of showing mercy. Three, pneumatic Christmas gifts, spiritual gifts for dynamic, a uh, dynamic manifestation of the Holy Spirit in which He openly displays Himself. 
There are three categories with the pneumatic uh, charisma gifts found in 1 Corinthians 12. We are, we, we are, which are the major gifts? They are revelation gifts, vocal gifts, and power gifts. You need faith to operate in these gifts. Revelation gifts are wisdom, words of wisdom, word of knowledge, and discerning spirits. And a lot of the times when I'm praying over somebody, words of wisdom, God will give me the verse that I need right when I need it. And it has to do with what I am praying over that person for. Um, when I'm writing in one of my books, he gives me the verses to back it up. And I believe in using the verses to back up what I'm writing about. So people know, is God speaking through me in, in this book and not me and not my own personal opinion? And um, I value that. And then a word of knowledge. Please just trust it. You'll know it in deep down in your gut. It'll come to you, not in your head. It'll just come from deep within you. And it would be something that all of a sudden you just know um, comes from deep within your heart. Okay, that's where the Holy Spirit speaks to you because that's where he resides. And it'll be just one word or it'll, it may not even make sense to you. But speak it. And, and just like riding a bike, when you first learn to ride a bike, you're going to fall off a few times. Don't let that discourage you. Keep using that gift. And God knows if you're a new baby to this and you're just learning how to use your gifts. He knows when you're trying to use it falsely and when you're just growing in it and, and not knowing and you're learning your way. God knows that. So don't let things, if you sometimes get it wrong, just... You know, a famous pastor that I like to listen to once said that, and I really that really made me feel good. It's like, you know, that's right. You just keep trying, and you will get perfected at it, just like in riding a bike for the very first time. And so the vocal gifts are speaking in tongues, which to yourself, it edifies you. And the second way is when you're in a church setting. And if you're in a church setting, it will not be in any kind of disorder, in a disorderly way. It will not be interrupted. Um, if it's in a church setting, it'll be when there's coming to a pause. Then that person who's got that gift, who God wants to speak to the congregation, will speak out in that pause. But then there's going to be someone in the congregation who has the gift of interpretation and will interpret it. In that way, it is used to edify the church. So interpretation of tongues is the other one, and gifts of prophecy. Their dreams and visions fall into this category, and these are found in Acts 2, verses 17 through 18. As someone speaks tongues in a church, an interpreter must be present, and it is to edify the church. In 1 Corinthians 14, 5, it says, I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, but I would rather have you prophesy. He who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues unless he has interprets so the church may be edified. He who speaks in tongues edifies himself and he who prophesies edifies the church. 1 Corinthians 14, 4. Yes, the power of the gifts are faith, healing, and miracles. It does not matter which gift you have. Each one is needed and 
important in Christ. We are the body of Christ, and each part of it is needed to make it all. The body is unique, though it is made of many parts, and though the parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ, for we all baptized by one spirit in one body. Whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free, we are all given one spirit to drink. 1 Corinthians 12, 12-13 says, God has given us the spiritual gift. What? It's a different verse. Oh, sorry, I've already read that one. I'm, my apologies. God has given us spirits, uh, spiritual gifts that best fits us, and we are to work together for good of all people and the unity of the Holy Spirit. Okay, and continuing on here with 1 Corinthians 12, 24-26, But God has combined the members of the body and has given greater honor to the parts that lack it. Oh, that there should be no division in the body, but its parts, but that this part should have equal concern for each other. One part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. So, you know, in these, in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, it gives you a greater awareness. You know, when you're filled with the Holy Spirit and these gifts and you're operating in them. And it's such a joy. And then it increases your faith. You knowing that God is with you and that God is, loves you. And God Almighty, El Shaddai, is wanting to use you as a vessel to help people. And in using any of our gifts, it's not for our own good. It's for the good of the people. It's to bring God glory. It's to witness to unbelievers and to strengthen the church. And as the church is strengthened, it is able to, you're able to do more of a service to all people in the way God intended it. See, the apostles couldn't be everywhere. So they had to have other people under them. Our preacher can't be everywhere. And he needs us to help be the hands, the feet, and the voice and the heart of God. To help lead people to the Lord and lead people into the church where they can be even more edified. In 1 Corinthians 14, 26, it says, What then shall we say, brothers, when you come together, everyone has a hymn or a word of instruction or revelation, a tongue or interpretation. All of these must be done for the strengthening of the church. So receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit is simply more of him. And in this world, we all need it. It's like going into a battlefield with only a knife and your enemies are coming against you with machine guns. You're not really equipped. And the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you're just operating, operating in them. And it is for a greater good. And faith, when like one that gift of faith that we have. Okay, sometimes that is just awesome. You just have he gives you faith for a season and for a reason, right? And he'll give you another gift and sometimes it is for a reason or for a season where it's more strongly in some than in another but trust god trust god and um in those charismatic gifts yes i forgot to lose but faith okay is is one of them trust god 
trust God for what he wants to use you for. Because he loves you. And he wants to, to bless you. And he wants you to be a blessing. And I'm going into more detail in all of this stuff. Um, in my book, the, the Holy Spirit and the Baptism of the Holy Spirit. So um, if you want more of that, um, you can go on our website, on our book page, and purchase that, and that will really help you out. Here's Johnny for some updates. Yeah, and that is one of the re remind you all about our Facebook page. It's really growing, and I thank you all so much for checking us out and giving us a chance to share the Word of God with you. And if you haven't mm -hmm. followed us yet, please do so at Your New Life Ministries LLC on Facebook. And also, uh, we're still working on raising funding for Sandy and I's book, Deep Waters Within, which we're in cooperation with Jamili Films to help make this into a TV series. And we're still looking at that. We're still working on funding to get that done. And always remember that uh, if you want, uh, also want to remind you that we actually partnered with the Jesus Talking Doll. And it, it, was, it was a great, fantastic interview if you haven't heard it yet with the creator of the Jesus Talking Doll. And if you want to purchase that for your children, go to JesusTalkingDoll.com and use a promo code Sammy and Donnie for 10% off that purchase. And this doll talks about the verses and helps your children learn more about uh, God through this Bible verse. So check that out today as well. And do you have anything you want to add, honey? And just always, rem always remember about our YouTube page, Your New Life Ministries on YouTube. Follow us on there for more videos and our talk time with Sandy and Donnie, which you can watch it there or on our Facebook page. And also the children's uh, corner. She's going to be reading a new book from author Jocelyn, right? Yeah. And I was going to be reading her book live on the air, either on YouTube or on our Facebook page. So check that out as well. And, and then closely, just always remember, you know, you've got this when you let God lead the way. And also go to our website, yournewleftministries.org. Talk to you later, guys. Bye-bye.